from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Evening, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly. Uh, really looking forward to another great day up there at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Stradbroke Day, and joined by a Queensland local himself, Bryce Parker. How you going there, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, been really cold here, so hopefully a bit more warmer up your way, mate. Uh, everyone will need to be bringing the woolly coats to the races on the weekend. No, nah, mate, I, uh, I can confirm it's absolutely freezing down here where we are as well and getting very cold in the mornings, but uh, that's why I'm wearing a jacket right now. But uh, nonetheless, if we can get rid of our wind, at least it's um, certainly drying the trucks out in Sydney. And I saw today Ramix a soft six, so really happy about that. Hopefully the wind can come through, dry the trucks out, and then we uh, get some good weather again. But um, as for Eagle Farm, as you said, cold, mate, but no rain up there. So we're, we're looking at a good truck on Saturday, I'm guessing. Yeah, looking at a good track, mate, it, which is a bit of a relief. Finally, we've got a couple of tracks that are in the good range. And uh, a good weekend to you last weekend, mate. Dylan Gibbons, it's good to see the the kid I've been uh, pretty hot on for the last couple of years, really going through the ranks, and it was an outstanding ride. And, uh, geez, he's got a good book on Saturday. And it's about time, mate. I, I couldn't wait to see him in town, and he's, he's showing them up. So uh, really good pick there on King's Hair and... Uh, that was a strong win. So I'm keen to see that through the grades. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, young Gibbo, he's going really well and he's absolutely professional the way he speaks and goes about his business. So really good to see him reaping the rewards and, and he really does give him every chance, doesn't he? But as for that horse, King's Air on Saturday, yeah, I was really keen. Obviously sent it out early last week, but I'm not going to lie. I, um, I was having a bit of a look in the, the mounting yard prior to the race and I thought, oh, geez, you know, he's I've obviously seen him first up before and he was certainly carrying a bit of condition there. So... Um, I was a little bit worried, but um, I don't know some of the comments from the, the mounting yard staff up there suggesting he needs a run. But, you know, what we saw was really good by him and uh, certainly a horse to follow going forward if we uh, we think he's going to get better with, with a run under the belt. So, um, yeah, great ride by Gibbo again, and uh, he's going really well. Uh, well, uh, what we're going to do today, mate, is cover the main races up there at Eagle Farm. As we said, super day racing there, Stradbroke Day. Six group races, three listed races, um, highlighted by the Stradbroke. And uh, looking at a good four with the rail at four metres. We'll start with race five, which is the uh, Maker's Mark Hinkler Handicap over 1,200 metres. It's a listed race. Current favourite in the race is Ranch Hand, $3.80. Tycoonus, $4.80. Uh, we've got Shaquero in there at $6.50. And Blondo at $7. And then getting out of some double-figure odds. Obviously, uh, your boyfriend's in this race too, mate, Edit. I'm looking forward to hearing about this. Good odds. Who do you like in this one? I've got to stick with him, mate. I've come this far. It's a good track. And I I know 1,200's not great. But if he wins this, I'm going to be so annoyed. And $26. So it's one of those things I've got to spec him because... Jeez, it's been a bit of a ride, but we know we know how good he is when he's on song. His Tamworth win, I still reckon, is one of the be- better wins I've ever seen. And I think even those $26, people could be forgetting, you know, four runs back, he was five lengths off Eduardo. Do any of these in this field do that? I'm not too sure, mate. So if he's bringing that Eduardo run, geez, he gives this a red-hot crack. So 
twenty six dollars. I'm not going to get silly on it, but have to spec him. And uh, I just was I saw Ranch Hand favorite, and I just went, can it put two together? I'm not too sure. It has the ability, but it has kind of struggled to put two together. And Ty Kunis was very unlucky last weekend. So for me, mate, Waller's got the first four in the market. And it's one of those races. I got Waller on Wednesday with uh, Black Queen and they backed in Karlstad or the other one. So Black Queen drifted. Surely enough, they knew. So I'm happy to steer clear when that's kind of in that scenario and just spec edit at the odds. What did you land on, mate? Mate, I knew you were going to tip that horse. And uh, one thing I can say to you is, I did say last time that I, I think the horse needs a, a wide draw so he can just get to the back of the field and get down the outside lane. That's what he loves. Um, obviously, needs a fast tempo, which he's going to get. And uh, I think that, you know, it's not a silly better, the 26 to 650. So I'll let you get away with that one, mate. But um, I'm certainly not going to side with you there. I liked the, the run of Tycoonus last night, as you said. Obviously, very unlucky, but... Uh, he looked like he was ready to bolt in there, just in behind the, behind the pace. And I think back to 1,200 metres in a fast run race really suits that horse. Um, and he has peaked fourth up before. So I think Hugh Bowman aboard's a, a nice tick and I uh, like him on a firm deck. And the other ones, for me, uh, mass destruction. I just think he's an absolute eagle farm horse. He absolutely loves it there. And uh, I'm a little bit excited about him here because his first two runs this preparation have been on heavy decks. And he's going pretty. He's been finishing off pretty well there, and he doesn't go too well on a heavy deck. So, back onto a really rock hard Eagle Farm surface. Uh, third up gets Jamie Carr aboard. Looks pretty well weighted for mine, and uh, will certainly be coming down the middle of the track. So, they're the two I like. Um, it's certainly not a race that I'm too keen to dive into because I think there's a number of winning chances here. So, um, yeah, I'll probably side with Tycoonus, mate, but definitely a lack of confidence in that one. Yeah, and with mass destruction, really well backed early in markets. I know when Golan's keen on his runners, he smacks them. So that could be a sign of how well it's going. Uh, hopefully, I run into him in the gym some point this week and he can give me the inside word on uh, mass destruction. But you are right, mate. It is uh, really likes the farm. And a lot of horses this time of year are going to improve drastically on a good track. It's seen a heavy deck. It's past four runs. So, yep, that's one that could jump out of the ground. That's for sure. Sounds good. If you see Big Tony hop onto a treadmill, mate, get over there and jump on next to him, rock him with a few <laughs> questions, <laughs> and then let me know what Absolutely. you can up with. Race six Absolutely. is the Sky Racing Q22, over 2,200 metres, and it's a group two. Um, current favourite is Huetor at $3. Um, then you've got Maximile 550, hopefuls around that $9 price. Numerian and the Chosen One at 12 and 13 Great house, and then I'm um, out of some large odds with Ladon Le- 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 De Sorry, at 17. I'm uh, interested to hear your thoughts here, mate. Is anything going to beat Huetor? Oh, mate, I was spewing that I, I jumped on Zaki because we're, you're pretty hot on Huetor's first up run. I thought it was excellent, and then I just I got lured into the short odds with Zaki and thought it was a living breathing and. Uh, McAvoy jumped off Huedor and said, yep, not surprised that it won at all. And last prep, I was huge on that horse, mate. I think I was with it every run. So I was spewing that I went with the way of Zaki at the price. Obviously, that's hindsight. But yeah, I'm going to butter up at the threes, mate. I just think it's super progressive. And uh, it's only going to get better as the prep goes on. It did last time. It didn't win by much last prep, but it just kept finding the line and, and putting its nose in front. It's one of those horses that just loves to savage the line. And so... Off that, mate, a little bit of a sticky draw, but even luck, I think it should just be winning again. What did you land on, mate? 
I agree. I think it's a dead set gift this three dollars twenty. Uh, I think there's a couple of horses in this race that are a bit inconsistent, but we obviously saw last start getting out of the two thousand meters plus was what he needed this preparation, and not only that, he got off the heavy decks where it probably takes away his little bit of a turn of foot onto a firm deck, and he just bolted in, beat, beat Zaki, and did it quite well. Obviously, Maximal did a great job too. But if you're talking consistency in terms of runs, Maximal's been disappointing for the last couple of starts and then went well last start. You know, they're even at the weights again. And I just think this wet is going to get even better here fourth up. 2,200 metres looks looks like the uh, suitable step for him. And I just think the riding was on the wall last start with the way the Snowdens and McAvoy spoke about him. You know, they, they knew how good he was. And I'm surprised he's $3.10 here. I really am. I think he should be in the twos. And uh, we simply don't train horses like this in Australia, you know. European imports with a turn of foot. So, yeah, I've got Huerta on top. I'm confident in him. I'm going to put a good bet on him. And I think the the, the main danger is obviously Maximal, if he can produce the same run he did last start. But uh, I don't think he's going to be Huerta. So hopefully he puts it all together. McAvoy gets a run in transit and he bolts through the line again. And with Maximal, it's kind of like the, having as much patience as backing edit every start. You, you're kind of waiting and... and uh... He was hyped. He had the bayed form, and I was really keen when he first got here. But, geez, how many how many chances? He just keeps. He's that was a really good last start run. But uh, if you look at his form guide, he really needs a win, Maximal. And Puerto's just got the runs on the board, as you said, mate. So I don't think it's going to turn the tables. I think the three dollars is a gift as well. No, you're spot on. And the thing about Huerta is, you know, the disappointing runs, and then people call him disappointing because he, he came third and fourth in him. He was still putting in really solid efforts there, but they were just on heavy trucks. And I don't think he he relishes that heavy ground. He probably doesn't like it. And 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 all of his runs in Australia have been super impressive on a firm deck. So he's been super consistent and he gives his all every start. And I just think, you know, at the price, we've got to, got to jump on his back and hopefully he doesn't have an off day. And I think if he doesn't, I think he win the race quite well again. I'm uh, really looking forward to this next race. Obviously, the two-year-olds in the 1,600 metres, Group 1, uh, JJ Atkins. The uh, the two favourites come out of the Phoenix last weekend, Sharp and Smart and Political Debate at $4.50. She's a belter, $5. Owen County in Brereton at her 11 and 13. Lethal Thoughts. Waller's got another runner there, Basquia at 14. Um, Brosnan. And there's a couple of really nice horses there at large odds, so... Uh, yeah, my favourite race on the card here, mate, and plenty of tempo in the race. So I'm um, interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, look, this is a very, very tricky race. Um, I found this awfully tricky to sort. Uh, I There's so many ways you could go. I think Sharp and Smart has a bit of it, – it, I, I did like its NZ win. I had a good look at that. I just like the timing with it. And, and I did like that first up run. I thought it was strong enough to take this out. So – yeah, mate, I think Sharp and Smart's going well. Political debate, found a way to win last start. And look, that's good enough for me. And Owen County's going really well. So there's a lot of hopes, mate. It's probably not a race I'm really going to get involved in. I think the four or five of them you can make a strong case for and, and still not get it right. So yeah, mate, I'm, I'm pretty happy to stay out of this one. Sharp, uh, Sharp and Smart is probably the one I think's hard to beat. Uh, but yeah, very, very, very open race when I was doing the write-up for it. What about you, Madam? Can you hear your thoughts? Yeah, well, I do like the two runners coming out of the, the race last weekend, but I think I'm going to side with one at, at a little bit of value. But, um, yeah, political debate obviously had to qualify the hard way after missing a, a spot in the size produce as emergency. Yeah, I had the win last weekend in the Phoenix. and I think the win was a lot better than it, than it, than it looked. You know, he obviously was at an inside draw 
J-Mac popped him out really early and got him working really early. I think he was just trying to make sure he got the job done. And uh, the only horse to come near him was a really nice type. So I think the, the run was really good. And he was 12 to 1,500 metres there. We all know many of these Waller runners can handle the seven-day backup. So I'm expecting from nine, Barry nine, no dramas with J-Mac on. I think he'll get a much more conservative run. And I don't think J-Mac will press the button here until very late and give him his opportunity. Whereas last week, as I said, he, he really got into him early and he was um, expected to be on tired legs late. Uh, then again, that sharp and smart, well, he's going really well. Um, he's won a decent race over in New Zealand before two photo finished defeats around that. Um, he was taking ground off political debate last weekend. He draws barrier five here, does absolutely no work, sits in behind the speed and probably gets a good chance. Uh, I think any improvement out of those two are probably going to be really hard to beat. Um, but then, as you mentioned briefly, Owen County, the barrier is no issue for him from barrier 17. He goes back in the run. And he's the absolute horse here that's going to absolutely eat up the trip because he's out of Dundee. All of his starts so far have been 1,400 metres and he's gone really well on a heavy track. He's always um, obviously eating up the 1,400 metre trips. He goes from heavy to firm here. He'll literally smoke the pipe at the rear of the field and he'll be the one that's hitting the line hard while many others in the field will be slowing right down. So I think I'm going to have a little spec on Owen County each way and just Hope that they go go really fast here and, and many of these horses don't get the trip and he might be the one that does. So that's the way I'm sort of leaning, mate, but I've got a bit of work to do on the race. But I think, um, look, political debate, sharp and smart, the horses to beat with Owen County, the one that I'm probably going to have a bet on at the price. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. I, I can't disagree with any of that. Owen County was really good to the eye as well. And as you touched on, political debate, the margin didn't show how much the win was. So... I found this race just a bit too hard to, to be confident with it all. It's so open. And, uh, yeah, as you've touched on, mate, both both the chances you've said, very good hopes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be one of them finishes. It's a great race every year, but it's going to be one of them finishes where they're all fanned across the track and whoever sort of got that strength at the end of the race will probably be winning. So I think that you'll find the winner of this race will probably go on to some really good wins over its career. Uh, we'll move on to the next one now, which is... The Stradbroke Handicap, 1,400-metre Group 1. Um, just let me get me bearings here. Favourite is $11.11, $5. Ayrton, $6.50. Got Apache Chase and Isotope at $11. Alligator Blood, $12. Rothfire, and then um, a horse that I'm, I'm a big fan of again, Private Oil, Laws of Industry, $16. Large odds, <coughs> very nice horses there, mate. And um, as predicted again in this Stradbroke Handicap, there should be plenty of tempo. So I'm very interested to hear your winner here. Well, I did read the article about J-Mac calling up, asking for laws of indices. And last time he did that, it was Bellini Patina at eight bucks and he was spot on. So I'm backing in the best jockey in the country. And if he's calling up to ask for something, I'm going to I'm gonna take that on trust because, I mean, he'd know better than anyone. Annabelle Nishim's come out and said it's a cracker of a horse. You watch its run and it was better than it looked behind a few of these. So at the $16, mate, if J-Mac's calling up for him, I'm more than happy to take that in a one by three. And Private Eye sets up really badly, probably not in well at the weights, but in terms of what it's done for me as a horse, I have to have something on it. Um, that can be ripping home. 11-11, probably the hardest to beat, just with the map and, and the way it sets up. It really does like this trip. And yeah, it doesn't mind the track at all. So cracking race, mate, but I'm happy to back in J-Mac's opinion of Law of Indices and go with it at $16. What did you land on? That horse has certainly, um, you know, shown ability and, and certainly certainly been promising for a while. And, yeah, it just hasn't really clicked on race day. But 
We'll see how he goes on the weekend, Laws of Indices. Um, I like a few horses in the race, and I'm still sort of struggling to work out which way I'm going to go. But as you said, 11-11 gets a dream run from Barrier 5. Uh, very good in the Kingsford Smith. Had the best section was late in that race. Drops four kilograms, finds cover, gets onto a yep. firm ground, and Hugh Bowman knows the horse well. So couldn't back, couldn't talk anyone out of back in 11-11. Private Eye, we obviously butted up with him last start at really good odds. And I'm starting to think that maybe that was a run Definitely a run short. He always had a break after the Doncaster and probably needed that hit out. And then I'll have a look here and I go, well, this is perfect. The run last start was, you know, just forget the eighth in the form, right? It's simply 2.2 lengths off. Rock hard fit, Apache chase and Pulele, which reads well. Uh, but the big query with him is barrier one. Where does he get to? He likes being on the outside. He's going to have to try and go up the middle of the track. So not sure. I wanted to back private yeah. eye and I would from probably barrier seven to 10, but barrier one, I'm unsure about. And the other one that I don't mind... I've got a lot of time for her, is this Balana. Um, got into the race after winning the, the Fred Best. She, he's just a dead set winner, this horse. Um, yeah, he gets in here with a minimum weight, drops seven kilos, has a midfield draw, and he just he just puts in every every um, everything he's got, every start. He's won some – well, the, the races haven't uh, read well in terms of what they actually were. He's beaten some nice horses over his career and um, sort of always goes against the odds. And I thought the way that he was able to win there first up of a month on a good track at Eagle Farm was very impressive after his first three or last three career runs were on heavy truck. So Falana's the smoky for me at 20 bucks. Uh, but I think I, I might side with 11, 11 here just from the, just from the draw and take it all out of the, take all the dramas out of the equation and hope he gets the job done. Yeah. Fair call, mate. And yeah, Falana is, is a good horse. I think I've been on it once or twice. It was the, um, the day I was red hot on Lock Eagle and it ran over that and it's done a lot of things right in its career. So it definitely is a good hope at odds. Yeah, beautiful mate really looking forward to getting this next one because this one I'm hitting the hammer down on something special here I think I found a good one for us and I'm hoping that we can get the job done but it's the uh, Magic Millions Dame Ripper Stakes 1300 metres the group two uh, Najmati's a favourite at $3 then we go out to $8.50 Written Beauty uh, Let's Be Glam Salatine $9 Enchanted Heart and Maramia 12 and 13 Bring the Ransom 16 Vangelic 17 and uh, out to some pretty large odds. The uh, tempo in the race looks pretty solid there with Vangelic coming across, Maramia, and uh, obviously Volpine will be going forward as well. Nice race to finish the day, mate. Um, I reckon I've got a good solid winner here for us. Who do you like? Pretty open, mate. I, I thought uh, over the odds was bring the ransom on, on a good track. So I think that that'll be a big improver. And uh, I feel, yeah, you... <laughs> Is that the one that you're on? Sure. Yeah, I just, just reckon with barrier four, I just, at those odds, and first up on an unsuitable track gets the job done at, at crazy odds. But, yeah, just that good track record, mate. I'm, I think at those odds, you can really back it in a one-by-three basis. It's going to run a good race. Written beauties, really good horse, just a bit of a sticky map there. It's going to be tricky for it. But, yeah, mate, cracking race. I, I just reckon bring a ransom for $14, great way to bring the card home. What we've got here is Bjorn Baker, last race Bjorn, taking his uh, taking his last race winner up to Eagle Farm. Bring the ransom. Barrier 4, 16 and 460. Absolutely super at first up run there at Scone over the uh, 1,200 metres. Gets a great run here, back onto a firm deck. And I just think, I just think the horse is really well placed here going up there to Queensland. I cannot believe the price we're getting. Um, and I think that this fast-paced... Fast tempo in the race is going to really suit. 
does no work. And I just simply can't believe the odds in this race when you look around at the rest of the field. Obviously, Najmati is a really progressive type and going really well. Uh, Ridden Beauty makes makes things tough the way that she races. Uh, but, yeah, I think Bring the Ransom gets an absolute box seat there. I love the booking of Nash Rewilla. Obviously, for those who don't know what, what Nash's strengths are, it's his upper, upper body strength, and he can really get them through the line when they, they're on tired legs late. But the other reason I really yeah. like Bring the Ransom here is you go through the field, and there's plenty of horses that I think are, are really well over the 1,100, 1,200 metres. And 1,300 might be a bit of a stretch for them, whereas Bring the Ransom, no drama, 1,300, 1,400 metres. And, uh, yeah, really like the horse there at the, uh, on a firm track. So I'm buttering up on the 16 and 460, hoping Nashi can get the job done like he did on uh, Picari Kari for me this afternoon. And uh, hopefully we'll finish the day well there. The dangers, I would say, is Let's Be Glam, because I think uh, her run last start was really good as well, flying under the radar a little bit. She's um, reasonable odds at 9 and 3 as well. And then, obviously, uh, Najmati just goes to show that needed a bit of a firm deck this preparation, and she's certainly going well. But all aboard the Bjorn bus there in the last race, mate. And no doubt there'll be a video of him cheering if it does win. So I always like watching those. They're pretty funny. Yeah, I do like watching them, and it is good theatre by Bjorn. He's um, one of them great characters in the industry, and, uh, yeah, love seeing stuff like that. Absolutely. Heading around the grounds, mate. Uh, I believe you might have a couple of winners for us at Sandown. You like one in uh, race four there? Not to blow my own trumpet, mate, but spewing we didn't do this last weekend. Value of the day, Max Schnell got it done at 27 when I was away. So, look, that would have been a nice one. Uh, but hoping uh, we've got a few at odds this weekend. And, look, I'm I'm really keen on an absolute bottler uh, later on in the day. But stand down race four, mate. So I'll just get it up here. There is one, and I'm, I wonder if you've had a look, though, at Sandown. Aaron Moore is hovering around some outrageous odds when it, looking through its heavy form. It's, it's got some absolute – this is in uh, race number five. Five, yeah. Kerr uh, Royale uh, is obviously coming off a really good win, but Aaron Moore, it's been specced, but on heavy tracks, bar one flop. You've got third behind American President, third behind Volana, and we know how that form is with the Stradbroke, and second behind Ruby Kisses, all Sydney form. Comes up to Sandown and $46 was available for it, which back onto a heavy deck, lots of these aren't going to handle, is huge odds. So Sandown race five, I thought that was a really good each way bet, Aaron Moore. Race four, mate, Sandown, star of chaos. I just said in my write-up, look, when this leads, it's run third to Elation, who we all know is being hyped as the next big thing. And when it doesn't lead, it just just doesn't quite get it. So Alana Kelly, she went straight to the front last start and it, it won by half the straight. Same tactics here, 55 kilograms. I just see it leading and winning. It, it handles the heavy track. It stays at sand down and it's coming off a seven length win. So I think it's just going to find the front and be far too good for them, mate. So they're, they're the first two I've got. <clears throat> and then uh, the next one is race number six at sand down. So Mamba Her was was massive. I was really, really keen on it the other weekend. And I uh, thought Johnny Allen was just a little bit late on the run. He, he leveled up and it, it came late. But two things here. One is it gets out further. And the second is it gets back on a heavy deck. And if you go watch that win on a heavy deck, two starts back in this grade, it is unbelievably good. It just was on a day where on pace was suited. It sat on the back smoking the pipe and it ran past them like they were statues. And I thought, this thing is a star. So getting back off that good track onto a heavy deck, a bit further for it to wind up, that $5.50 is 
really, really good bet. And I don't like backing things off the speed, but this is one of those horses that has the turn of foot to just make these all look like the statues. So I'm keen on those three, mate. And just one tomorrow that I really like. Shooting for five best of the day wins in a row, and I'm confident. Race six, Swan Hill, Eagles Crag. $2.80 for a horse that's only lost once on good ground, and that was an unlucky second to Mr. Brightside, who we know took out the Doncaster. A Swan Hill BM70 on a Friday. <laughs> and we're getting Eagles Crag here lining up back onto a good deck. I think the only reason the price is because it's run on a heavy and a soft. First up run was by no means disgraced in a BM82 in Morfittville. I can't believe the odds on offer. I think it should be $1.50 in this field. And uh, that missed the bright side run. I remember the race was very unlucky. I think car just a little bit bad with the timing, just didn't quite get the run. And any more luck and it beats Mr. Brightside. So I reckon it can uh, win again, back onto a good deck. I think it's a living breathing. Love it, mate. A few winners there at Sandown. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting uh, having a look through the uh, tracks yesterday and today, noticing that we're on a, you know, soft five, soft six Sydney, good four Eagle Farm, and then we, we get we get the heavy in, in Melbourne. Melbourne's been um, a firm track there for a while. So changes things up, but, uh, yeah, and I, I feel the uh, Sandown Hillside track's a hard one to read sometimes, so interesting day down there. Uh, my two runners from around the grounds, Eagle Farm race one. Uh, look, he's been very disappointing so far over his career, Metallicity, just based on absolutely burst on the scene with a couple of super trials. And the way that, you know, when I first seen him, I thought, this is a special two-year-old, this, the way that he his stride lengths at the end of those trials down the straight um, early on in his career or preparation was something really, really special. And then, you know, since then, we've only seen him on soft tracks, heavy tracks, whatnot, and he's been okay, but he just hasn't really got the job done. You know, they've got him on a bus up to Eagle Farm now, get him onto a rock-hard track where, you know, he hasn't been on a good track since that trial. I think that we're, we're getting the right price here at $6 and $2.30 to have a crack on him. He gets a reasonable seat there in Barrier 5. Tommy Berry's the, the jockey I would choose to ride him any day of the week. And uh, I just think if he shows anything near those trial forms and really gets onto the scene here, he's going to need a good track to do it. So got to be with Metallicity. Give him one last chance on a firm deck, $6 in the first. And then uh, race five at Randwick, Niffler. Obviously, um, I, I was on, on Niffler's back last week. It was a really good win. And I just think we stick again. I think she's one of the more progressive horses around, around at the moment. She just keeps improving every start. She loves wet ground. She seems to draw a barrier every start she gets. It's always that four or five, perfect seat. Rides the race well and peels out of the right time and wins. I just think there's no reason for Waller to rush this horse into a seven-day backup unless he's full of confidence. And uh, she's obviously bounced out of that win last week and we're getting $3.80 to $4 again for a horse that I think she's going to keep improving. So they're the two I like, mate, Modelicity and Niffler. But um, we'll finish the program off now with your best and value bet. Yeah, mate. So, firstly, before I do the weekends, I've got my best bet of the year, uh, which is Here we go. Uh, I was confident with Gibbo uh, this morning, but Swan Hill Race 2 Sunday, Superior Sam is $23. You go watch that first up replay. It was an absolute certainty beaten. But, jeez, you go look at his form. He ran second to Pinarello who came out, and we know we know what Pinarello did at Eagle Farm, and it ran three lengths off, I think the horse is called Pin Me Up, which just run a, won a 472K listed race in New Zealand. So he's got some absolutely out-of-this-world New Zealand form. First up, I was red hot on him. He was $8 into $4, and he copped a huge check just as he was building revs. 
He's going to go extremely close here. Second to Pinarello, and we're getting $23 in a maiden on a Sunday. I reckon that is outrageous price. I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised, mate, if I woke up Sunday morning as into fives. I think that is completely wrong. And he was non last week, and he was $6. So I don't know what's going on with the price here. A few handy types, Jennifer Anti knocking on the door. But if he doesn't run a drum, I'm very surprised. Yet $6.50. Anyways, for the weekend, best bets, mate. No edit this weekend. Uh, but race four, sand down, star of chaos. I just reckon straight to the front, see you later. On a heavy deck, it plows through it. It ate the mud. It liked this track, and it maps to find the front. I, I can't see it losing at $4.00. And uh, best value, mate, I do, I'm right with you on Bring the Ransom, but absolutely Metallicity as well. I, I think you're spot on. I was really keen on him. Back onto a dry deck, you watch that first run and we both said to each other, geez, that's got a lot of potential, just has to put it together. Did a few things wrong. A um, few people were disappointed at the odds to what it produced, but the run was a lot better than what it was. So as you said, mate, back onto the busted Eagle Farm, you won't get a dry track in the country. And uh, that's a cracking bet at the sixes. So, yeah, a few really good uh, ones at odds around, mate, and uh, a few that I completely agree with you on. So hopefully we're on the money and uh, we can send everyone home winners. Yeah, absolutely. Some great bets there. Uh, my best bet for the weekend is Wedor in race six at Eagle Farm. I just think the $3 looks, looks an absolute gift if he turns up and races as, as well as he has over the last couple of starts, um, gets conditions yep. to suit and looks really hard to beat. Value bet for mine, I went a little bit wide there in another race. Uh, race seven in Sydney. I've gone Wariri Falls, uh, 10 and $3.10. I just think this horse looks pretty well placed in this grade. I like the uh, barrier four from Alicia Collett riding. Uh, really low at the weights. And I think ready to peak your third up back to Sydney. Soft track will suit. And it's potentially going to be a soft five, which is even better. I think the horse races best when there's a little bit of cut out of the ground. And I just think that um, yeah, really well placed in this grade, and and the price is just wrong for mine. I, I could half the price, and then probably still have a bet. So, Warrior Falls ten and three ten to finish the day, and also as we said before, all aboard the Bjorn bus there, mate. Uh, last race Bjorn and uh, Eagle Farm sixteen and four sixty. Bring the ransom. I'll be very happy if that comes off. So, thanks for joining me, mate. I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend and uh, plenty of winners. It's a super day of racing, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. And uh, maybe a Dylan Gibbons jockey challenge could be a good bet as well on Saturday. He's got a good card. Gibbo's going really well. We'll have to check those odds out on Saturday when they come out. Cheers, Bryce. Have a great weekend, guys.